Welcome to Life on Mars, a podcast about technology, entrepreneurship, and innovation. You will listen to stories of the best founders, inventors, experts, and celebrities from all around the galaxy. Welcome, everybody, to Life on Mars, yet another episode of the Mars Space Podcast. And we'd like to welcome you to another season. This is not so much a traditional season split. This is much more of a conceptual season change. We are going to be shaking things a little bit in the next episodes and in these next and forward episodes that you're going to listen right now and the Mars Space Podcast and Life on Mars. So basically, we're going to be changing because we have been recording episodes for one year and a half. And for those who you might not know it, we have got a English feed, we've got a Spanish feed, we have been alternating episodes of different languages every week. We have been doing so since June 2020. And we are at about like 30 something episodes per feed. Um, right now, we wanted to shake it a little bit because we have realized that we were not standing out enough from the rest of podcasts that are out there. Um, you know that because of the pandemic and prior to that, there were gazillions of podcasts, right? It's very difficult to stand out from the rest of the, of the competition, from the rest of podcasts. And we are a creative company and we can do experiments, right? Because this, perhaps this is not our core business. Podcasting is not our core business. So we can take more chances than, than other people. And to be fair, we also realized that we were doing way too many interviews, putting all the spotlight in the guest speakers. And that's something that kind of like overlapped with the online events we do at Star Prime and offline events prior to the pandemic, right? So the fireside chat where I get to interview somebody, some famous entrepreneur, investor, or celebrity, um, they have the same format as the podcast that we were recording for Live on Mars. That being said, we came up with a completely different strategy. We said, okay, of course, by the way, we're not breaking things up here. It's not that we will not be doing any more fireside chats. We will not be hosting any more people. We'll still be doing interviews. We will still be doing some of the of the things that we did in the past, but in a very different manner, right? One of the things that we'll be changing around is that we are going to be more present. We're going to be more focused in the now, right? We want to give more temporality to our podcast episodes, and that will happen with the following. Basically, we'll be recording the episodes. We might record them in bulk like we used to do, but we will be recording the intros every week so that we can comment on what's been happening in the week and in the present days and with different things of actuality, right? So maybe a new release of Angular um, has been put out in the market. Maybe, you know, there's a new version of Ruby coming out. Maybe one of our clients uh, successfully close a fundraising round. Maybe we have launched a project for a client, maybe this, maybe that, right? So we want to be able to comment on that because for that first part of the podcast episode, which is where the intro goes, we have not been using it correctly. I think that there's a lot of potential in recording great and powerful intros and we can even use them as call to actions, right? We are hiring or our uh, client is fundraising or there's, you know, this partner that we've got over here, they're doing an open call for acceleration or, or you know, other kinds of help and state benefits for startups. So that's something that we will be announcing on the 
on these on the interest for the episodes, right? As a matter of fact, like for instance, yesterday two of our closest friends in the industry in the Barcelona tech and startup scenes uh, announced their fundraising. Uh, they're you know they successfully completed a uh, fundraising round. One of them being Factorial, the HR company led by F Bernard Ferrero and uh, Jordi Romero and the, basically the Idnik guys. So they raised, I think they raised a 50 million, 80 million at a 523 million valuation. Don't quote me on that. I'm very bad at numbers, but that makes them a semi-corn, right? So we've heard of unicorns. We've, we've heard of quasi-corns, decacorns. I don't know if somebody coined the term uh, semi-corn, right? But because they're halfway there, uh, I think it, it, it was a great way to describe them. So congratulations to them. Uh, that's huge news for the Barcelona startup ecosystem and also for Ruby on Rails players, right? Because it's a, yeah, their tech stack is based on Ruby on Rails and, you know, that's going to bring yet another success case to the Ruby on Rails industry and just, you know, it continues the tradition that Ruby on Rails companies continue to exist, they continue to be built and they're, some of them are becoming massive. So congratulations to you guys. And the second one is Gamestree, which is a company where, for the full disclosure, I happen to be an investor in. It's a, it's a gaming platform for content creators of video games. They want to monetize in a much more transparent and efficient way. They're also based in Barcelona. I've got an incredible team. They have incredible numbers. So I'm happy to be part of that uh, entrepreneurial adventure. Thank you for letting me be part of that. Also, you know, huge congratulations. Even though they're, you know, they're, they're, the round is smaller. They haven't been as long as the, as the factorial guys. Uh, Game Street has been around for a couple of years and raised uh, 5 million with the likes of Target Global and Kivo Ventures, among others. So these are kind of the things that we could be commenting on the intro. And that brings me to my second point. Up until now, the speaker selection, the guest selection, had been very, you know, pretty lazy. And that's some self-criticism that I want to, to put out there, right? Basically, I have a list of people I want to chat with. I have a list of people I want to learn with or interview. And I just went through that list every week and basically tried to shallow as many people as possible because all of them are super interesting. And, you know, no complaints about that. If you take a look back at our catalog of past episodes, all of them have been fantastic and we've learned a ton from all of them, right? But kind of like the topic came after. The topic selection came after we had this person. And in the case of, you know, we had Anna Genet. And let's say, okay, so, oh, we're going to have Anna. What are we going to be talking to her about? It's most likely real estate, right? And then we sort of kind of like distilled and derived the topic from the person that we wanted to host, right? This time around, we're going to be doing it the other way around. What does that mean? So basically, because of these, these intros, this being more present, what happens, being like throwing in the news into the introduction of the podcast episodes, we will decide about a topic beforehand. So basically, if the guys from Factorial raise this amount of money, maybe we'll have Factorial next week. If we, you know, like right now, it's happening. We're having a client that it's getting acquired. I'm going to go into this a little bit later. Uh, maybe the, the podcast episode for next week, it will have to do with that. They will talk about M&A, acquisitions, were it not for the fact that we'll have already recorded a couple of episodes with Mike Cunningham from Transcend Partners. Um, I think it was like around May, May, June this year, right? 
But basically, this is how it's going to be from now on. So first, we select a topic, and then we think about who is the best person to talk about this topic. When can we schedule them? Can we have them over? And maybe the interviews will also be a little bit shorter because we'll have longer intros. So we will also try to bring more opinions, and that's the third change that we're bringing, right? So more being in the now, like selecting topic and then the speaker, and then having more and blunter opinions. Because what we've heard from your feedback is that we are very good at giving opinions and that we like to shake things around, that we've got no filter, that we swear a lot, and that's very spontaneous and organic, and you like that. Because a lot of podcasts out there, let's face it, they sound very artificial. And I've been doing interview for, uh, interviews for 10 years. And... I cringe a little bit when I watch a lot of interviews. Like there's, there are phenomenal people out there doing uh, interviews, but most of them, they're just massaging the guest speaker. It's kind of like just bounce, bouncing questions off them or maybe just like agreeing all the time with the other person, which doesn't quite allow for group, uh, like for room for thought, right? Or debate, like healthy discussion. We... I don't know. I find that particularly boring. I like people who can, you know, they can prod the interviewee and the guest speakers and get the best out of them, got some like really interesting and thoughtful answers. And that's what we're trying to achieve here. So by, but no means that, that, that means that we will not be sharing our opinions. We're a very opinionated company at Marspace, and you know it because of our, you know, when we speak at conferences, our blog is extremely opinionated. We've got a handbook out there. We're a very opinionated company, right? So we want to keep sharing our point of view like we've done many times in the past. Some of the best episodes, some of the best rated episodes or most commented, most shared on social media episodes are the ones where we didn't have a guest speaker. Like, for instance, the one where I went, um, you know, for like half an hour, 45 minutes speaking about our last year, how we navigated through 2020, that generated a lot of debate, right? Another one that went particularly well, or a couple of them, is where we had only people from Marspace talking about the things that we do. For instance, the one where we reviewed all the tools that we're using for our organization and people management with Lady and Jordi, or two people leading the operations and people uh, departments in the company, or the one where I chatted with my two co-founders, Xavi and Jordi, and we shared, you know, we answered some questions that we were thrown, or we were asked by the community in our seven-year anniversary Q&A, right? So, you know, being more present, different speaker selection, and being more opinionated are the main changes that you're going to see. Of course, you will see like different formats, but we had already shaken things a little bit up in the past with me doing some like uh, these monologues, if you will, or having group discussions, not only the fireside chats. So, you know, all in all, I think we'll have a very interesting perspective into going into the next episodes of Life on Mars. I hope that you will enjoy the changes. And this episode is sort of a proof that we can do things differently. And sometimes, you know, we'll not have a guest speaker. We'll have to announce something. We'll have to denounce something. I'll have to rant about something. Or we'll have to give credit and pay tribute to somebody or to some company. And we will do, I will record an episode like this. So they will be shorter. Maybe there will be no speaker. So, but I think that it's also interesting content, maybe more digestible. Also, we'll be using a lot of content 
from other interviews where we, as Markspace, have been the guest speaker. From other events, we did it. One of the podcast episodes were released over the summer because I thought it was pretty refreshing. It's when I was interviewed by Bernard Ferrero from Ednik in one of the pitching sessions that I've got every Thursday at the at their co. Uh, I think it's called Coffees. So it's kind of like a co-working meets office meets coffee place in in Poblano in Barcelona, and I was interviewed completely impromptu. In, in one of these sessions, and I thought it was, it was cool. It was just 12 to 15 minutes long. We went over about, you know, over the financials of Mars Space, our culture, um, the relationship with Startup Crime, my angel investing, and uh, lots of questions. It was super interesting. So maybe that's kind of, that's the kind of content that we can also push into the life on Mars feed. What else? I mean, uh, you know, these changes, they kind of come because we want to shake things a bit. We want to be different. We want to stand out. We want to experiment because we're a fairly conservative company in all of the other aspects when it comes to hiring, when it comes to choosing technologies, when it comes to managing projects, when it comes to doing estimates. But in the marketing side, you know, I've got a little bit more freedom and we like to test things out. Let's see how these things pan out. Let's see how the new season of uh, Life on Mars. Also, by the way, we launched a new website for the podcast, which we launched over the summer. Again, you know, it looks fantastic, looks phenomenal. This new design needs to transition to our YouTube channel, to the thumbnails that we're using for the episodes, to all the other things that we're doing with the podcast on all the other platforms. So, you know, there's still a lot of things that we will be seeing a change in. And by the way, um, if you are new to the channel, if you're new to the podcast, you like this content, just, you know, comment, subscribe, share it with other people. We're virtually on every platform out there. So Spotify, Overcast, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, YouTube, you name it. There's a ton of them. I can't even keep track of how many platforms we're in. We're using Bassprout to, to kind of manage all of this. So, you know, every now and then there's a new platform. We're like, okay, yes, submit it. Uh, submit the, the, the podcast to this new platform. That being said, I wanted to take on the occasion to also give you some perspective as to what we've been up to as a company. Why? Because I think that one of the things that can help to understand the new selection of speakers, the new direction of the podcast, and even the new direction of the company is to be more transparent and with the, with the general audience, with our community. Because uh, let's face it, we are not super public. Like, as a matter of fact, I might be the most public-facing person in the company, but the rest of people, you know, they might speak at an event, but not very often. And my two co-founders aren't very public either. So that's why we try to get them into the into the podcast. But they're right now under a landslide of work. So they will not be featuring in the podcast anytime soon, maybe in a couple of months, something like that, when the situation has been a little bit more stabilized. Why I'm why am I sharing this with you? Because I want to provide more context for every episode. That's why the interest will be a little bit longer. And so I want to be able to talk about, hey, because we're doing a lot of cool stuff and we're not sharing it enough. Of course, we've got a blog and we talk about certain things, but very rarely we share about the news of the company. Like we've hired somebody, uh, we uh, got a new contract, we've launched this project for this client, we've done our first project in mobile, we've, we're testing a new technology, we're organizing a new edition of the Starbrand conference and whatnot. So for a couple minutes in every episode, there'll be like a quick update of where we're sitting at because maybe that generates 
sufficient interest, and that brings us that maybe that forces us to discuss that something in the episode, right? So I don't know. For instance, there's been a lot of things that have been going on in the company in the last three to four months. The main one, and why we are so busy, and you haven't seen a lot of blog posts lately, why we haven't been that active on Twitter, why we haven't been announcing this or that, it's because last year um, we 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 grew a lot. We grew a lot. We grew significantly. We grew in like three, four people, which is a lot for a company like us. We usually grow by two people per year, so kind of like double that headcount. Um, and so we we could absorb more more new projects, right? Also, some projects got downsized because of the pandemic, so we had to take on new clients. And we found new clients, and three of them in particular that we signed in different periods of time ended up coinciding in the same, more or less the same period of time, starting in May, let May, beginning of June, and finishing now. They're like, we've been working on them over the summer, but very rarely we've got projects overlapping and beginning and end, let alone three of them. And the three of them have been big, and the three of them, or two of them have been for new clients. One of them was for HP, or is for HP, because we're still finishing it. First project for this client. Um, the second one is Singularos, when e-commerce from Valencia, first time working with them, and first time working with the Shopify of their size. And the third one is not exactly a new client, but it could be a new client because it's for a new department of the European Climate Agency, which is a company and association that we had worked with in the past couple of years back. But this time it's for a different department. So it was it felt like starting again and certain things, right? So, you know, the definition phases of the projects, they started more or less the same time. So that created like an insane amount of work for our project managers, especially uh, my partner, Jordi, who is in charge of the definition of the projects. And right now in September, today is Tuesday, the 7th of September, we are finishing, we're putting the final touches to the three projects because they're going to be launched around the same dates. In the next couple of weeks, we should be finishing the three projects. Luckily, only one of them is like public facing projects. So it's uh, it's this e-commerce from Valencia. The other ones are internal tools. However, they also have got, you know, commitments and deliveries and expectations. So we need to be there, iron out all the details, make sure that we can enjoy a sufficiently safe launch for the three projects, right? Um, that created a lot of tension inside the company because, uh, you know, that never happens. Also, these three projects, or maybe two of them, are only are, are fixed bit projects, which we usually don't do. We, for whatever reason, we went into the into these projects knowing that we usually only work on retainer. Um, but and so you know, kind of like we're facing now. Are we continuing with these projects? Most likely, yes. But like we need to negotiate the maintenance or the ongoing development, so that creates also an extra pressure on us, on the client, and the relationship with um, with one another. Right. Um, another thing that's come up during the summer. So that wasn't. That's just one of the ten million things that happened during the summer. The other thing is we signed a new client. I'm not allowed to say it because of the, well, our contractual relationship. They're super strict on the NDA and their branding policies, but it's a top-tier football club in the world, right? Um, so, um, of course, they have to be very strict about that. But the project starting right now. Tomorrow, we've got the kickoff uh, meeting with them. And, 
you know, it will start in the midst of all of this craziness of having to launch three projects at the same time in the in the next couple of weeks. It's gonna be a little bit crazy. This project in particular, we signed, we agreed at the beginning of the year, we sort of signed in June, but the kickoff date was pushed back to September. So that goes to show that sometimes things don't quite pan out or they they don't quite develop the way that you're projecting them, right? The, the way you're planning them. And so it's difficult it's difficult to manage and it's never ideal from the agency perspective to try to shallow things because most of the times, you know, the client will not be very flexible on the dates. But that's the way it is. On top of that, we've got one of our main developers, one of our main tech leads is on paternity leave. We had somebody in the company uh, with, you know, for personal issues on on, on personal leave uh, for a month and a half, something like that. Um you know, we have been understaffed. So that's why we have been maybe rescheduling some of the podcasts that we had to record with my partners or with somebody in the company who wanted to record one episode about how it is the day-to-day of developers and like different roles of developers inside the company or talk more about certain technologies that we're using in the company to kind of like geek out a little bit more on Ruby, on Rails, on Turbo and Angular, on React Native and whatnot. But that will have to be postponed for some weeks. Um, another thing that that happened, and I'm, you know, even though I look happy about this, I'm like, I'm partially happy because, you know, from the company perspective, somebody leaving is always a, a bad, a b- bad news. But on the other hand, we have we have been four years without losing a developer. And yesterday was the first day without Danny, one of our best developers. He left after four years in the company. As a matter of fact, random trivia, he's the person that we hired to replace the, the the previous person who had walked out in the company that was Fran in September 2017. How many tech companies can claim that they can be four years without losing an employee? That's insane. I was even worrying at some point. It's like, there's something wrong here. Maybe, you know, it's like, how can we, how, you know, it started as a joke. Oh, one year without losing anybody is two years Two years and a half, three years, like, wait, 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 we're going to be like four and we made it. Um, but anyways, um, super grateful for the four years that he has been uh, with a super instructive person dedicated to the team. Always, uh, he, he's been, you know, the driving force for us, adopting React inside the company. He's been also, you know, doing some trainings, or a lot of trainings in the company, We've done some blogging. Um you know, uh, super grateful for the four years. Wanted to also uh, share it publicly. So good luck, Danny, with your new adventure. Hope our paths cross again in the future. But I'm sure that this changes for the best. And we love to see our people happy. You know, once a Martian, forever a Martian. So um, good luck with your new adventure, buddy. It's been it's been fantastic to learn from you all these years. What else? Um Besides, you know, the, the, the three projects starting at the same time, besides being understaffed, besides this new client right now, we've got right now two companies, two clients that are selling their company, right? One of them is already public. It's Valuation Metrics, one client that we've got in California, that we've got in, in I think they're based in San Francisco, although they're kind of like scattered all around the U.S., Um they have been acquired by Citadel Capital. It just, it's happening as we speak. So 
Of course, we've got another launch of a new, it's not a new company, but of course we have to do all the rebranding and meet with the acquiring company uh, with their team, sort of like undergoing some kind of due diligence and ask some questions or like report and stuff, uh, doing a redesign, reskinning of the application and working harder on the integration and making sure every every everything works and fits together. So, you know, that. That's been interesting. Uh, we lived another acquisition back in the day, but we had little to do there uh, when DPL sold to um, Drop and Talent a couple of years back. But that one was like, yeah, uh, we'll take care of the technology. And we never knew about it again. In this case, we'll be working with the, with the parent company, with the acquiring company. And there's another one of our clients who's just selling his project, part of the company, not the entire company, just the project that we were working on, one of the projects we were working on, and so we're freeing up some development capacity, which is something that I'm going to be talking about also in every intro because we always get a lot of requests for development, but we are not very public about that. Usually we're booked up for the next four to six months because we're a boutique agency. Most of our clients, not only they are loyal, but like we're only working with retainers most of the time, right? So that leaves little to no capacity to absorb new clients. However, Events like this happen, right? Uh, we maybe a client wants to downsize our capacity or they sell the project or they shut down the project or start brands out of money. They take it internally for whatever reason. So uh, right now we do have some, we will have some in the next week, some capacity, but we'll not have management capacity. So that's why I'm a little bit, you know, uneasy here because on the one hand, I know that I've got some people that are de developers and they could do some, you know, 20 hours a week working for another client, taking a new project for like a couple of weeks a month, something like that. On the other hand, we don't have management capacity. And we are a company that prides, uh, prides itself in being good, both excellent and the technical part, but also in the communications and management part, right? We don't want to do very extremely good coding if we cannot guarantee very good delivery, right? And managing expectations, communication, reporting, and being, you know, being in the meetings and whatnot. So if we can do that, we'll not be taking any new projects, right? For a couple months, we'll not be taking new projects. Now we'll be just concentrating on increasing the capacity with our new clients. I mean, happy to review anything you want, you, you people want to send our way, but it's not very likely we'll be taking on any new project right now. And if that was not enough, you know, lots of things happening. In May, we decided to stop our collaboration with our biggest client, which is weird. Usually, as an agency, you don't sack your biggest client like that, and 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 we decided to do it, even though they're they were closer to like fifty percent of the of the revenue. I might be wrong there. Maybe they were only only forty, but there were, there was a huge cultural clash. There was um, some internal structural changes that. Maybe we should discuss them in a separate episode because I could be talking for an hour about that. And I think it's very interesting for other agencies and freelancers and about how to take this decision, how to communicate it to your employees, how to communicate it to the client, how to make sure that you replace that 40%, 50% revenue with new clients or existing clients, right? You can only do this in a position of power. But this is a good example of something could be very good content for another episode, right? And so I'm not going to extend about that. But of course, the collaboration is finishing now in the month of September, maybe like by next week. 
So uh, we have been transitioning out of the project, handing it over, changing the persons that we had in that project and, you know, placing them in other projects and whatnot. So that also created a lot of changes into the companies, you know, new projects, clients being acquired, uh, losing some people, being understaffed, uh, finishing our collaboration with our biggest client. I don't know if we've got something else. Like literally, I've got a script here because I'm, I've got very bad memory. This is the first time I read the script and a year and a half that we've been doing uh, the podcast. I think that's basically it, right? Yeah, that's 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 basically it. I mean, there are some other minor things, but I'm, I'm, I've got the feeling that this is going already for too long. I don't want to extend myself any farther. Um, just a couple of closing thoughts uh, for this episode. Uh, one of them is we are struggling a little bit because it's been almost two years since we last met as a company. If there are other companies out there with the same problem, uh, you know, you're extremely remote. We have been remote and officeless since the inception of the company, since um, early 2014. But we meet every two weeks in our Martian day. And the last one we celebrated was the Christmas dinner for 2019. And the, the, the one after that was supposed to be in March 2020. We know what happened there. So we had to cancel that one, right? So in a couple months, it will have been two years since we last met all together as a company. And so that I've got the feeling like, that's creating some straining into, you know, not only the team, but like in in all the individuals inside the company, like myself, like I want to see, I want to see my team. But of course, of course, we don't want to jeopardize uh, the health and safety of our employees. There's still people, you know, who have had recently babies. They don't feel very comfortable, like, you know, and go, taking a plane or going to airports or central train stations and whatnot. So totally understandable. Still struggling a little bit um, with that. Just wanted to, to, to share that with uh, with you all. And But on the other hand, there's something that we can do to contribute to at least some part of the mental health of our community. We're coming back with Star Prime. Uh, You know that Marspace has been organizing Star Prime since we started the uh, the company and, and in early 2014. We prior to the pandemic, we hosted, we had hosted 71 events, if I'm not mistaken, with an average of 150 people per event in the right in the center of Barcelona and super cool events with open mic, with interviews, with uh cage ring and, and beer and whatnot. But this will this is coming back. Uh it had to be stopped there for 18 months. We've been doing online events. And maybe thanks to that, like partially, we got the idea of doing the podcast because Online events and podcasting aren't very different. You're just talking to a camera. You don't know who is there, who's, who's behind the camera, right? And so we thought it would be a great idea. But, you know, I'm, I'm digressing here. So basically what I wanted to say is that September 29th, 6.30 p.m., we're going to be at Atico Bogatello with Rebecca Perez, a CEO and co-founder of Inviertis. So that's also another kind of announcement that we could be doing in the intros for our podcast episodes. And with that, I think it's been it's been enough for today. So thank you very much. Remember, if you like this podcast, uh, give a review, share it, comment on YouTube. Everything helps towards you know the the rankings and the and the algorithms and the and the promotions inside all of the different podcast stores and marketplaces and whatnot. So if you can help us a little bit there. Well, that will be, uh, you know, that will be helping us to create even more content and more more podcast episodes for you. And, and hopefully we can entertain you for a little bit longer. So thank you very much. See you in the next episode. Bye. 
We are Mars-based, an all-remote consultancy from Barcelona, specializing in web and mobile development. We help all kinds of companies, from startups to big corporations, to conceptualize, design, and develop solutions for their business using technology. And now, how can we help you?